You're listening to Regen Reports for Puma. Can sustainably sourced leather help save the rainforest? Roughly about 40% of hides are going to landfill, which is an incredible amount of waste. You know, and unless the world stops eating meat, you know, we've really made to make sure that we are using a very precious and, and natural resource and not letting that you know, go to waste. I think that a lot of people tend to think more logistically when they think supply chain, but what you're emphasizing is the real need for human collaboration. There are millions of farms that are producing responsibly, that are respecting the environment and the precious forests, and then it's only a minority of bad actors that are actively deforesting. I'm Deandra Marisette, an environmental justice advocate, writer, and today, podcast host. If you've ever waited for a really important package, you were likely checking in on its location status using a tracking link. And that peace of mind that comes from knowing where your package is and how long it's going to take to arrive all comes down to being able to trace where it's been and where it's going. When it comes to shopping more sustainably, imagine if you could track the entire journey of that product, not just from the warehouse, but right from its very beginning, right from the raw materials, this idea is known as traceability in the fashion industry, and it's what we're covering in this episode, and in particular, how we can make leather sourcing more sustainable and traceable. The leather that's used for the bags we buy, the sneakers we wear, the cleats we score goals in, is a byproduct of the beef industry. But that industry is having a huge impact on the world's ancient forests. Estimates by the Climate Policy Initiative show that 70% of deforested land in the Amazon is used for cattle ranching. So why is that? Today we'll explore the link between leather production and the critical fight to preserve our ancient forests, and some of the work being done to help farmers adopt more sustainable farming practices. I'll be speaking with Vanessa Brain, who, like me, has a background in fashion, and currently oversees traceability at the Leather Working Group, a nonprofit organization working to create meaningful change across the global leather supply chain. Vanessa, it is so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's my pleasure. Yeah, really great to be here. I'm excited to kick off with some of the basics. What do you do and how did you end up working in this space? Okay, so I'm traceability manager at the Leather Working Group. My background is in the fashion textile industry. So I started out by studying design. I worked commercially in product development and sourcing. But you know, that time, it's working commercially in the industry, I really grew quite frustrated. There was a real lack of awareness about sustainability in the industry as, as a whole. So that led me to work for Fair Trade. And that was at a time when Fairtrade was moving into other products and so not just food products, um, where I think there's a much closer understanding about where something is coming from, making that connection to a farm. And so I was then working on Fairtrade Cotton and very few brands in the fashion and footwear space um, were thinking about where their materials were coming from. And that then led me down the route to specialise in traceability. Can you explain what traceability means for our listeners? 
breaking it down to its simplest terms, it's about finding out about where things come from, tracing the steps that, for example, if we take a pair of trainers, looking at what went into them being made, so where they were actually manufactured, where they were stitched together, where the leather that has gone into that product potentially has come from, where any fabrics might have been woven, um, where the sole was coming from, the lace. If you think about all those different parts going into making an individual product, you know, there's then a really complex network of suppliers, organisations and people that are going behind making that product. It's such a fundamental part for sustainability because you can't look to reduce your impact if you don't actually know where that impact is. You're still back connecting the dots is so important and should be the start point really for any business that's committed to producing more sustainably. So why was the Leather Working Group started and how, how was that addressing that? We were set up to really drive sustainability into the production of leather. So looking to address and reduce the environmental impact of its production. And the way that we look to do that is we set standards that manufacturing sites can be assessed against that then rates their performance across a range of different indicators. So it's not just issues associated with manufacturing. We're looking to be addressing through traceability issues about the origin of the material. And so that's looking at issues such as animal welfare, deforestation, climate change, biodiversity loss, social issues. There's lots to be thinking about when you're thinking holistically about the value chain in the material. So Vanessa, we know that leather is an animal byproduct of the beef industry. Can you explain what implication that has for its environmental impact? Leather is really one of the oldest materials known. It's incredibly durable, long-lasting. It's a natural product. And as we're saying, obviously, it's a byproduct of an industry. So we really have a responsibility to, to use that. There is many regions of the world where it does go to landfill. Roughly about 40% of hides are going to landfill, which is an incredible amount of waste. You know, and unless the world stops eating meat, you know, we've really made to make sure that we are using a very precious and natural resource and not letting that go to waste. When I'm thinking about traceability, I'm curious what you could share about the connection between leather and deforestation and how traceability is going to help unpack that a little bit more for sustainable innovation. It's absolutely so critical and I think what we have to do is take it back to basics to understand what this issue and these challenges are. Cattle and we're meaning cows here, you know, they're farmed for the food industry, so they're providing dairy and meat products. You know, and those cows need land to graze on, to be reared. And when we're thinking about South America and Brazil in particular, and cattle farming is, is a really huge industry. Brazil has the second largest population of cattle in the world. And to be rearing that cattle, what we've seen as a result and a direct impact on, on the environment is that there have been really significant amounts of tropical forests, rainforests being cleared to make room for that cattle. Cattle farming is known to be responsible for 70% of deforestation in that region. So it, you know, a real issue that needs to be addressed and the cattle that are then uh, producing hides, hides as a byproduct then have that indirect link to deforestation. The, the leather isn't driving that the deforestation to be happening. It is the meat industry 
it's really important that we use traceability as the, as the way to identify that. Because the other issue here is it's not a case of all farms acting irresponsibly. There are millions of farms that are producing responsibly, that are respecting the environment and the precious forests. And then it's only a minority of bad actors that are actively deforesting and, and acting illegally. So we need that traceability to really recognize those that aren't contributing to deforestation. Yeah, no, that is is so important. And I'm curious if you could expand on how the Leather Working Group is working to tackle deforestation. And I would imagine with traceability being so new, what are some of the challenges that, that you encounter? We have an overall aim for the Leather Working Group that all material produced in sites that are audited against the Leather Working Group standards to be both deforestation and conversion free by 2030 or earlier. So conversion is where we're concerned about other habitats that might have been affected and not necessarily that are forests, potentially savannas and grasslands that are also used for grazing. So we're, we're setting out our requirements incrementally of, over time to, to ask more of those who are being audited. Our focus is on where the raw material is being sourced to make sure that there is information about that. We also have um, additional requirements when material is coming from Brazil or Paraguay, and we're actually looking at extending that to all regions at risk of cathodriven deforestation. The other thing that we're working on is developing a system to capture data that will enable that link between your finished products and where that material is being sourced and, and how it's being manufactured to ultimately provide that information to brands and retailers and then to, they could provide that to their consumers. So what we could maybe envisage in, in the future is maybe being able to have a QR code that can be scanned and you're linking back to what you were saying at the start about tracking your package. You actually be able to understand the information about the journey of where that product has come from. That is incredible. And I'm curious as well, as someone who might buy leather shoes, for example, that's amazing that they could scan this QR code and then see not only where their goods are shipped from, but also where their leather came from too. Did I get that right? Yeah, that's how we see the ambition of the industry for the future. And the technology exists. Other products and materials have that. I just wanted to elaborate as well on some of the other efforts that we're working on to tackle deforestation, because I think one of the other most important elements are driving collaboration because we have really ambitious targets that we really have to make sure come into fruition and are realized, but we can't do that without partnership, you know, and obviously explaining and understanding about the nature of leather as a material being a byproduct. Obviously that collaboration with the beef industry has to be happening and is so critical. a really important project that we have just launched this month and which we're really excited about. It's in partnership with Textile Exchange, which is another global organisation working for sustainability in the textile industry. So what we have just launched is a call to action to brands and retailers for deforestation free leather. So 
what we're doing is we're putting this call out to the industry to be committing to source all of their bovine leather so that's the leather from, originated from cows and to be from deforestation free sources by 2030 or earlier what we're asking them to do is put that public commitment out but also to be investing in solutions either at the farm level to be recognizing and rewarding those farmers that are working sustainably and responsibly and but also to be investing in developing the traceability that is so critical to, to make that connection to responsible sources. Puma was one of the first brands to join the call to action and they've got a really important role to deliver deforestation free leather for their customers but also be making progress for the industry as a whole. Do you think that brands like Puma could be doing more. So I think there's that kind of leadership role that the global brands should be playing. 100% of Puma's leather is coming from sites that have been um, certified against the Leather Working Group standards. And then that commitment as part of the call to action has a number of elements that the industry hasn't really addressed so far and having that collective effort is going to really mean we can start to do that so things such as recognizing protecting the rights of indigenous communities and local communities and even where there might be a very small proportion so for puma it's less than one percent of their leather is coming from brazil but it's still a really important area and aspect to be considering and enjoying the call to action is one way of doing that but i think there's other things that brands can be doing to learn about their leather supply chain, learn about it as a responsible material. Recently, we were on a field trip in Brazil, which Puma were a part of and a number of the brands. And that was a very unique opportunity to bring the brand stage to the start of the supply chain and, and make that connection. But I think you know, quite uniquely for the farmers to hear from the brand themselves about what their requirements are, what pressures they're under and what consumers are looking for. And it really was an eye-opening moment for us to be asking the cattle farmers questions about the leather and the hide that goes on to produce the leather. And I think really making sure that you know, there's that opportunity for, for education. So trying to break the messages down is also what brands need to be doing so that people can engage with issues around sustainability in, in a more real way. Because it, it is complicated. You know, there's a lot to be thinking about here. There's lots of opportunities as well. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that and no, for sharing transparently where where we need to go. I think that when I hear you talk about the need for collaboration, I think that a lot of people tend to think more logistically when they think supply chain. But what you're emphasizing is the real need for human collaboration on the ground. And it's so incredible that you were able to have that experience with the Puma team. What differences do we get to expect to see in the next five to 10 years based on you know, where, where you think that this can take us? We've got real strong ambition and targets and goals in place. So what we really are optimistic about seeing is that those goals will be achieved as a 
been talking about today, developing our uh, traceability systems and access to data is really going to mean a big shift. And then what that will mean is that ability for consumers to have access to that information. So your products themselves won't look any different, but it's about enabling assurances to come with that product. And that is also backed up by a lot of changes that we're seeing in laws in many countries around the world. You know, so meaning that managing environmental impact will no longer be something that businesses choose to do, but they will have to do to be business. And that's really driving the industry in, in the right directions. So we've talked a lot about what brands can do, what they're already doing, um, but what can we as consumers do as well, specifically when we think about wanting to help end deforestation? In looking to shop better and smarter is a place to start and making sure that your products are sourced sustainably from sustainable leather is so important because ensuring that it's a durable product that's a quality product that lasts for a lifetime instead of potentially alternatives where there might be a lot of synthetics and kind of fossil fuel based materials going into that. You know, and I think other things that consumers can do is really being curious and looking to ask questions, get in touch with brands, ask them what they're doing, find out what role they're playing. You know, it's really got to be this collective effort, but making sure there is accountability. So things like the call to action that we've been talking about provide that visibility about commitments and then that you know, accountability about following through on actions as well. I love that focus of being curious because just over the past few years, I think we've seen public curiosity around sustainability really urging brands to enter that dialogue. And now we're trying to, as a collective, really back that with accountability system. So I love that and completely agree. Vanessa, thank you so much. This was such a valuable conversation. Thank you so much for providing our listeners with really what feels like cutting edge information that we're all going to get to unfold over the next few years. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much, Deandra. Based on everything that I've just learned, I'm feeling like this is a really cool moment of opportunity. In the past few years, in my own experience in the fashion industry, there was always this disconnect around how to solve a lot of the critical issues that were looming over our heads. And now it feels like a lot of what in the past has felt like maybe performative pushes towards sustainable messaging is really going to be backed by concrete data. It does require a lot of people power and a lot of collaboration and a lot of in-person intimate connection building and it's a very exciting time to see that now. I'm Deandra Mariset and you've been listening to Regen Reports for Puma. If you liked today's episode, please share it with your friends. There are 10 episodes about different aspects of the fashion industry from circularity to biodiversity and fair wages. Find them all by following Region Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Puma publishes all its progress, challenges, and setbacks in its sustainability report. You can find the 2022 report online now by going to about.puma.com. There's only one forever. Let's make it better. <laughs>